there's all forms of worship, and we can worship him when we bring the word. I, I want to um, bring to your attention, if you haven't noticed, um, people have come to me with various ailments, uh, manifestations, pains, you know, in their body. Um, we've been bringing this word on the mouth, the mind, our thoughts, our heart. It's all together. Remembering again that uh, when we just, Deb was just speaking that word, she said, God's speaking all the time. He is because he's ever creating, and he creates with his voice. You know, he creates with his voice. He, the, there's other ways to speak without the voice. You can speak with your thoughts. Uh, you can go into a room where there's negative thoughts and nobody said anything, and if they're about you, you can walk in and feel it. You can hear the words. There's, there's many ways to speak. But I want to tell you, we're on something right now that is God's heart for you. This is to see you set free and no longer walk in the old ways. And whenever we are on something and he's staying on it, guess what? It attracts warfare. It attracts the enemy. He'll throw aches and pains just to get your mind on your pain in your body. He'll throw infirmities, or whatever it is, whatever he knows works best for you, whatever your issue is that hasn't been dealt with in completeness, in, in actuality, in how you live your life every day, he will come and pull that chain, okay? He will touch that spot. He will touch that sore spot. If you're always easily offended, he's going to give you lots to be offended about, Okay, I don't, so I don't know what your issue is. If it's pride, he'll, he'll try to puff you up so that you'll be prideful. I mean, whatever it is, it's spiritual warfare. And some of us are getting it body, soul, and spirit. Okay? And if you're depending on a friend or your spouse or somebody, uh, you know, your boss to, to help you and make you feel good, he'll sour that up too. Okay? Are you getting it? Come on. I want you to understand, we're in spiritual warfare right now. And we are sons and daughters of the living God. You know, the Queen of England, even our president, is commander-in-chief. Do you understand? We have to understand that we're part of the army of God. We are soldiers. Come on. You're members of this. You've got to know how to defeat the enemy. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Not only just coming against your words, but every issue. So I wanted to preempt that. If you're experiencing warfare, praise the Lord, because God's doing something. He's, he's activated ministering spirits, good from the throne of God, to help you accomplish and achieve and be able to defeat the enemy every second, every hour, every thought. It has to come down if it's not God. Every thought that mixes with a little stuff in your soul that's off, it has to stop. And God's here to help us do it. We're weak. He knows our weakness, doesn't he? The Bible tells me. He knows my every weakness. It says he was tested in every way that we are tested. Come on. Come on. If your issue is perversion, it says he was tested in it. Tempta perversion, 
Well, I'll, I'll define it. It's bad stuff, perverse stuff. It, it can mean many things. It can lead to perversion or pornography in its worst type of thing. But it can just be perverting the truth by a lie. It could be this, God doesn't love me and nobody else loves me. I'm alone. That's not the truth. That's a thought. That's a perverse, a spirit of perversion to alter the truth and pervert the truth. That's what it means, with a lie. And you're the person with the power to believe it or not believe it. You're the person with the power to take that thought captive and destroy it, deal with it, or, you know, accept the lie. He's always coming against your identity. We just prophesied over a family this morning that they are no longer the tail, but they're the head. It's about your identity. I'm just a loser. Uh, Nothing ever works for me. Uh, Gee, you know, they always think of those other people. They think they're better than I am. That's perverting the truth. It's not real. It's a lie. Because our dear sister here spoke. He loves everybody. He's not selective in his love. He, he doesn't go by the classes that man has given and the social ladders to climb. There's nothing in the Bible about that. In fact, he said, don't think of yourself too highly when you're invited somewhere. Take the least favorable seat and wait for them to tell you to come up closer and sit next to them. Come on. He said, don't judge yourself and think you're better than somebody else that walks in the church. Maybe they're homeless and you're like, well, really, I want to pray for them, Lord. Thank God I'm not homeless. Where you think you're better. It has nothing to do with that. He does not think like we allow ourselves to think. And these are mindsets, you see. These are things that we've been taught by society in man's ways. Innuendo. We just think like that, and we get these set patterns of thinking, and we think it's reality, but it isn't. It's not. And so today, we really, if you're suffering uh, with a kink in your neck that doesn't seem to go away, and it's so painful you can't get your mind off it, you can't even hardly think or meditate on the word. Deb's had that experience this week. Several others of us have had various aches and pains in the body. But some is, like I said, with your soul. Things are going through, whatever's happening in the family. I, I don't know. He'll, he'll mess with your family members to get your focus on that. You can't focus on the problem. It says set your, things on the thi- set your mind on the things above, not on the things of this world that are happening. Amen? So I've almost preached some of my word by this little exhortation. But we've been learning, right? We've been learning in the past. I'm not going to go over all of that. But I do want to speak and read a couple of scriptures that we had last week. And then finally, brothers, this is Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, this is, this is about our thinking and our thoughts. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, 
whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen? And the other one is 2 Corinthians 10.5. We destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Amen? So those were key scriptures last week. I would like to start by having you, I hope you're bringing your Bible or you have notes and you're taking notes because you need to rehearse these things. If you haven't been operating in this, then you need to learn, right? Um, I know that today I have had an edge on me because I'm a sword right now. I have, I'm a funny looking sword. I'm a sword right now. I'm on the word. I intend to make this happen. And no demon, no plot, no scheme from hell is going to stop me. No matter how weak I am, no matter how much emotionally I want to go off and flip out. I came to church today and about everything just stood me right in the face that I have talked about over and over. I spoke about correcting it, but I have an edge because I have a sword. Do you understand what I mean? I didn't choose the other way that I could go and not say a word about it and go on in my mind ruminating, I'm so sick of this. How many times do I have to say this? How many more training sessions do I have to have on this topic? Come on. How about your kids? I'm just telling you what greeted me today. But guess what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to correct the situation. I'm going to get on with it. And I'm going to take every one of those thoughts captive. I'm not going to allow my soul to be used. So if you think I'm a stalwart, I'm praying in the spirit. I'm praying in the spirit more than I ever have before. Seriously. My life depends on it. And the things I'm praying for are dependent on prayer because God doesn't do anything without it. No revival that has come upon the faith of the earth did just come out by a sprinkling of heavenly uh, angel dust. It came because the saints and the people of God were crying out. In the case of the Israelites, it was over 400 years crying out for a deliverer. It took 400 years to tip the scale. Crying out for deliverance. Well, we will keep praying and we will not stop until we receive it. Amen? So I hope to get better at it. I hope to get better at it and sweeter at it. But today I have a sword out, and I'm going to slay the enemy at every possible chance. I'm going to cut them off. 
I'm going to cut him off at my house. I'm going to cut him off at your house. If I'm praying for you and you've got a spirit of infirmity against you, I'm praying it right now for Norm right now and the infection in his foot. Before the day's over, I want every person to go over there and prophesy over him. I am not going to believe the doctor's report that it's going to take six months for this to heal. I'm believing in the anointing and the divine healing that the power of God can come upon him and a miracle can happen and we command that infection to be stopped right now in its tracks and for the tissues to heal and for the blood to circulate. I talked to his son at a basketball game this week and he told me about what was going on and I am not going to believe the report of the devil that in fiction we call it to clear up now in Jesus' name. We are not waiting for six months. This man cannot live six months and not be able to dance in the house of God and worship God. That was his commitment. He said, I will dance before you. I will dance before you as long as I have breath. And I cut off the assault on this man in Jesus' name. I cut it off. I clear my thoughts. I don't care what the doctors say. I know what Jesus said. And I just sang, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Not, mercy, whatever the sickness, no matter what, the antibodies, I command it now to work. And I hope you're joining me. And that you're praying in the Spirit all week. And we're going to be able to hear that there's been improvement. Amen? Improvements. These are the days we must demand it. It's, it's okay. We're not bossing God around. We're demanding what's been in the system of provision from the day Jesus died on the cross. He bled on that cross and it says, By my stripes you are healed. By the blood of Jesus, every spirit of infirmity, any manifestation that affects our bodies that is not divine health. We prophesy divine health over you, my brother. Divine health, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So now I've been talking to you, I've been talking to you about spiritual warfare. And you've got to get your equipment on. You need to know what it says, and we're going to read. Open your Bible to Ephesians chapter 6. I don't have to even look in my Bible. I just go where the two pages have been worn out so much and they just fall out. So I go there. I hope that I can read it because the edges are worn off of it. But recently I've been comforting myself with an old friend, a Bible that was with me since the 70s and the Jesus movement when I laid and finally laid my whole life down on the altar. I was no longer going to pick and choose how I served God. I was not just going to show up on Sundays or whenever. I gave him everything. And there was a price. (laughs) But this beautiful Bible has been through me through years of travail, heartbreak, tears. I dropped it one time on a on a me- uh, going in Massachusetts to a meeting. It was raining cats and dogs. Lonnie was unable to come. I don't remember why. I, I think I don't know where he was. I think he was off to some pastor's conference. And there was a prophetic meeting down in Massachusetts at a hotel down in Holyoke. I got out of the car. I driven down. It was raining to where you could barely see anything. I had a prophet. 
His name, we called him Big John. He was going with me. We were going down to hear the prophet John Paul Jackson speak. And I got out of the car, and it had been the only parking place I could see. But I didn't know the lay of the land. So little, no wonder it was there. There was a big gully in it where there was a drain. And when I stepped out of the Bible, I mean, when I stepped out of the car, I dropped my, I twisted my ankle in that dream because it was filled up with water, and I couldn't see it, and I grabbed the car to save me, but my Bible fell, and it started floating. And I did not know how, I knew there was a drain there somewhere, and I ran to recover my Bible. So it's even been through that. So some of the things I've written in it and underlined in red are, you know, like smudged from things. I, I used that that night, and I dried it out. Amen? Because nothing's going to stop the word of God in my heart and in yours. That is your portion. I'm a spiritual head in this house. I'm a spiritual mother. So whether you like it or not, if you have submitted your members here and you're part of this family, God is going to have his way in your life, whatever it takes. I pray that for my own children. And I pray that for these children right here, whatever it takes. So you can blame it on me. You know, parents always get blamed. It's because of you and that. Well, whatever. Blame it on us. It's because of Abba. Abba God, Abba Father, and his will for you. So let's begin to read. And I need someone to assist Sean. Sean is going to help me. And I need someone to come up here. And as I call it, I want you to start dressing him up. So this is how you're going to get dressed every morning. Amen? So, amen, that's a helmet, that's a shield, that's a breastplate, and so on and so forth. Okay, so I want you to come over here and, and uh, really get so that we can see you. Um, these other lights should, should be on because of the recording, so we can get some good light on the recording. Up here would be good. Full speed ahead, thank you. Okay. So if you come over, well, I guess you do need to be over on that side because that's where the apparatus is. So I'm going to begin to read here uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against rulers. That means rulers of darkness in the spirit. But against rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm. Amen? So there's spiritual armor that comes in the realm of the spirit. And you need to have it on. And so the first piece we're going to read about is having, your, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So you're going to put that over his head. Yep, for those who are just listening to this, we're going to tie this around the waist. Amen? So that's the first thing. 
That's the breastplate of righteousness. You get that when you become a son of God. You receive that when you receive the truth and you become a son and you've said, Jesus, come into my heart. Immediately he comes in and you've received a breastplate over your heart of protection. Over your heart of protection. I want to talk about that protection and tell you a side story. I think that fits well and it's looking good especially after the word of God that he received today with tears in his heart. And he received that today. I'm loving that. Last week, I think it was, it might have been the week before, I dream a lot. I also snore once in a while. Yeah. Uh, And Lonnie has to retreat to another bed if he's going to get any in the house somewhere. You know, it's sad. When I wake up and I go to touch him and say, good morning, sweetheart, and he's not there and his pillow's gone. I know he didn't get up early. He went somewhere else to sleep. Okay, bless his heart. You need to pray for your pastor. It says pray for your leaders daily. There are reasons, guys. There are reasons. I do not like to admit this, but it's true. Okay, so pray pray that I won't be snoring because I'm sure that's a weakness and it's been grinding him this week. But I also have dreams, and I speak in dreams. I do spiritual warfare in my dreams. I battle the enemy at times at night. I'm all over the place. I've come out of sleep in the middle of a dream against witchcraft or assaults that are coming to the region or to our own lives, or maybe it's your life. I don't even know. And I'm speaking in a tongue, an unknown tongue, that sounds like some kind of warrior that I've never heard of. And it's it's the tongue of Jesus because he's a man of war. And he fights it. So, you know, I'll be sitting up and I'm doing this. I don't even know what I'm doing. And the poor guy's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Who's there? But last, in the past couple of weeks, he asked me one morning, he says, um, do you remember your dreams? And I go, no, I know I had a lot, but I don't really remember them. I said, why? Was I talking all night? Was I shouting? What was I doing? And he said, no. But he said, you woke me up with this saying. And I said, what was it? And he said, you, were, you kept repeating and you kept saying, there's, there's a fence. It's a three-dimensional fence. It's set up. It's a fence of love. A three-dimensional fence of love set up around the entire perimeter. Come on. Come on. I want you to think about that. A three-dimensional fence. Every aspect of love set up around the perimeter. And when I asked God about it, I said, Lord, the perimeter of what? You know, I had all sorts of visions. He says, of your heart. Of everyone's heart. And this covers it. It is a three-dimensional sense of love around the perimeter of your heart when you come to know him. Don't let anything in. Amen? Amen. It's a boundary. Amen. So that is our first thing. And it says, in having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Shodding your feet. I've got some boots on, so just picture him with some nice, big, rugged warrior boots, you know that come right up there to the shank of the knee. And uh, 
they're prepared with the gospel of peace because you've been in the word. And because you're trusting God. You can't walk in peace without trusting God. You cannot walk with the gospel of peace without trusting God. That means you have to take every thought, every fear, and cast it down and command it to go to the footstool of Jesus. Are you getting this picture? We talked about worry. We talked about anxiety. It tears down truth. They are lies. So let it guard your heart with peace. And let your feet, so you can walk with a message of peace. Because the only way you can give your testimony is because you're trusting God. And you're not worrying on it. You're not worrying that he's going to be there. Amen? Next is, in addition to everything else, taking up the shield of faith. There you go. Taking up the shield of faith. Just hold on to that thing. Yeah. Yeah. A shield with a warrior is deflecting things. If the enemy comes to you in hand-to-hand combat and he's going, that's right, put it right up to me. I mean, you know, you're going to deflect that. A shield of truth. Amen? I'm loving that. Are you loving it? Taking up the shield of faith. Faith. I said truth. The shield of faith. The shield of faith, which with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one. It didn't say some of them. It said you will be quick. You'll be agile. You'll be agile. I've got mine on today. Nothing's going to get through. You throw something at me, it's hitting that, and it's going to fall down. I will give you the hairy eyeball. Okay? Are you getting it? Guess what? Not going to work today. Think about it. Get a hold of yourself. Figure it out. You've got an issue. Deal with it. Okay? But I mean it. It's not against your flesh and blood. It's about anything that might be trying to use you to operate in it. Come on. He will. He will use you. He uses me. He uses, he he tries to use pastor. He tries to use anybody to say something or ruffle your feathers so you let the thoughts in. No, it's not happening today. I've got my breastplate of righteousness on. I've got my shield of faith in God. In God. I'm taking out every flaming missile of the evil one. Verse 17, and the helmet of salvation. And the helmet. The back of that helmet is still left in the closet, but we're going to do well. That helmet has a thing that comes over and covers his neck so the enemy can't get behind you. Amen? The helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. I was looking for the sword. Come on. The sword of the Spirit. Come on. And which is which is the Word of God. I like that. It's quick action. Throw off the sheet. It's ready at any moment. It's ready at any moment. It's ready. The enemy can't come near. I'm loving this. See, that's how you do battle with the enemy. Come on. 
You take that sheath off at a moment's notice, and out comes the glistening word of the Lord. Are you loving that? This is you. This is you. This is you. Put this on his face. Put this mask on. Because I want you to not see Sean's face. If you come up and stand in front of him, you will see it's you. It will make a mirror image of you. It's anybody and everybody in this room. It's not just Sean. And you have the golden and the glory of God on your face. And let me tell you, when you're shining bright with the glory of God because you've been in the prayer closet and you've been with him face to face and you've had your face buried in the word of God, the golden glory of God comes upon you in this hour. That is a force to be reckoned with. When the devil sees that, and not some sniveling, oh, where's my armor? I don't know. I haven't been in the Word. What's coming against me? I don't know what's hitting me right now. You know, but he comes at something formidable like this. I'm loving this. Amen. With all prayer and petition, praying at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Amen? And then Paul said, and pray on my behalf. I'm asking you to pray for me. I'm at the forefront. I'm the one sitting here in the Word, getting this Word from heaven. Do you think there hasn't been assault against me? I've got to have you pray for me. In everything that I'm doing, I'm not backing off. I need prayer. Some of you know that today. I don't know if you were praying for me yet, but that's what you should have been doing. Pray for me and petition and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth. That's what this scripture says. To make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel of God. I need to be bold. You are doing so good. You can stand there all day. You can take a seat because we're done now and we're going to go into the rest of it. But if anybody has any more pictures to take, take them now. Man, this is good. This is good. This is good. Get this. If you've got a Facebook page, I'd get that on it. The new me. The new me. It's a new day and it's a new me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And if any of you want to try that on for size and get your own pictures, you can, but don't take off with my stuff. Somebody moved it this morning, and I pastor had to climb eaves up in the attic to get to it. Oh, my gosh, what a day. Praise the Lord. Are you loving this? Are you getting the picture of what you look like when you're coming at the enemy and you've done your business and you put on that armor every day? That's where we need to be. Hallelujah. Now, where's the rest of the word here. Where's the rest of the word here? Okay. So as you, as I said before, as you begin to claim your mind back and your thoughts back from the enemy, he will not want to give place. He's hung out there a while. Come on. We've been on this for weeks. Some of you know. Anybody been pointed out that you've got some issues with your thoughts? Well, I guess I'm the only one that wants to raise my hand, but it's true. And um, 
he's had place. We're not going to give him that. We're taking it back. And you're going to have to do battle with the, his lies and confusion on you. So number one, what can we do right now? I just told you. We read it. We put on our armor. And we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Don't make this personal with something that happened, uh, you know, whatever it is. You're fighting against principalities and powers of spiritual darkness. Go back to Ephesians 6 and start at verse 10 and read it through the chapter. There. Your first step is to start declaring out loud. So we didn't have him shout. Can you imagine a roar coming out of that face? Come on. You start to declare out loud that you will not allow any outside force to do your thinking. No man, no woman, no nothing. No spirit. There are spiritual laws that demons must obey. They must obey you. They must obey you. If you are a blood-bought son or daughter of the king, come on. They have to obey you. They have no choice but to obey you. You stand them down. They may say, hey, 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 hey. They may test you to see if you believe it or you really mean it. But let me tell you, I mean it. I got a reputation in the realms of darkness. Don't go messing with this. I'm tired of dealing with this. You're going down. And I don't mean to Chinatown. Okay. So (laughs) um, the first thing is to declare out loud. Speak out against any doubt. Number one, speak out against any doubt. There are spiritual laws that they have to obey, and they cannot stay where a man wills them not to stay. You can't tell me. If you're in the word and you're a son or daughter of the king, I just can't, I don't have any more, then cry out for deliverance because you can get it. And you can take authority over your thoughts and those attitudes. Because guess what? Your attitude is yours. <laughs> it's not mine. you got an attitude. Uh, I can't fix it. I can't help you. But with a little self-awareness, you can deal with it. Just acknowledge it. Let God finger it and deal with it. I get attitude changes every day. Because I have mindsets he's tearing down that trigger an attitude or a soulish response. Come on. That could lead to a spiritual open door that creates a gate in my fence of three-dimensional love that surrounds my heart that allows the enemy to come in and give me a stab. Come on. Check it. Check the thought first. You don't have to go to the soul realm or the other thing. If you start that, get yourself a reputation as a bad dude in the army of God or whatever you want to call yourself. I don't care. Uh, Some of you would like that. We're Avengers. We've been called to execute the judgments of God. The Word tells us that. And the judgment of God is that they are defeated foe and they will not be allowed to do their, the enemy's bidding in this world. We're getting rid of the darkness. Think about what you are thinking about. As you recognize a lie to your mind, Always defend yourself out loud. I'm saying use your mouth. There's power in speaking it if you're in a place where you can do it. 
Otherwise, scream it in your thoughts. Okay? That means speaking to Satan and evil forces out loud, binding them in the name of Jesus. Say, I bind you in the name of Jesus. That means you wrap around, they're bound. You've thrown the spiritual handcuffs on. They're not operational. Make sure the thing goes over their mouth and they can't say anything anymore. Come on. And you are forbidding them to lie to you anymore. You are forbidding them to use your mind anymore. When you catch a lie to your mind, come on, when that thought comes in there, use this prescription I just gave you. Use it, and you will regain peace. You will regain tranquility. You will regain your memory, because last week we learned that Dr. Carolyn Leaf, she is a brain research scientist says that negative thoughts cause brain damage in your natural brain. We can restore that by taking every thought captive. And you will start getting restful night's sleep. Yes, Lonnie. <laughs> and the ability to concentrate. And the ability to concentrate and comprehend. What's going on? Does somebody, I don't know, there's, there's a phrase that we say, uh, that I say to myself a lot. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Most of the time it's more like, what's going on? See, that can mean a lot of things. I said the same phrase. But you get a lot other emphasis out of that. Well, we're praying for a spirit of discernment, which is a godly spirit, a ministering spirit. It's, it's one of the spirits that God has for you so you can answer what's going on. If you're to that point, it's probably some spiritual warfare is going on, right? So you ask God, what is going on? Not just in desperation, like a wish that would stop, I'm sick of this, assault 24-7. Come on. Ask him, what's going on, God? God, something's going on, I know that, and tell me what it is so I can define it and I can find out how to get rid of it. Amen? Amen. You are not alone, number two of the point. So the first one is speak out against doubt, use your mouth. And number two is you are not alone. Do not give up. Keep reading Ephesians 6. Amen? Oh, he is with you. Make up your mind right now. You will not give up. You're not a quitter. You will not give up. You will not quit. You will not stop. How can I say it more clearly? Colossians 3.2, set your mind on things above, not on the things of this earth. And keep it set on that. Don't change the channel. Don't let the enemy get the remote on your thoughts. Come on. You have control. You have control. You have the power. So if we confess our sins because we're weak, and if you have a slip-up, it's not going to be perfect. It's not gonna, it, it may not be perfect as we come in, 
to retrain our thinking and to get ourselves serious about this. If you slip up, it's not the end of the world. Get up. Sometimes a soldier gets knocked down. You get up, you stand up, and you go at that thing again. Okay? You aren't alone. You aren't alone. He is with you. Um, as we begin this, it may seem worse than ever. Sometimes it's like that. He comes at you with everything to get you to stop just right in out of the stall. So don't worry about that. For all of us are fighting the same fight. Every one of us are fighting the same fight right now. We're on the battlefield. The battlefield is the mind. He's after your mind. He's after your thinking. When somebody wants to overthrow a nation and the rulers come in and they're being led by spirits of darkness, what do they want to do? They want to change the education. They want to get change your mind about things. They want to start feeding you new lies. So they, so they somehow get you brainwashed and they get your mind set on other things and that aren't even the truth, and they start to take over a nation. That's the first plan. First plan. That's his first plan for you. That's the enemy. He doesn't want you to know who you are. Oh. So it may sound first, but just keep in your thinking. Call upon God's grace in the name of Jesus. And he will give you the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome every tendency fully. Remember, regaining your mind is a process. It's a process. We take it one day at a time. And if we fall one time or another, God knows our weaknesses. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now I have some scriptures I had some people that I asked for you to read the scriptures. And the first one, the first one is JC. Don't give up. Continue claiming what belongs to you. Claim what belongs to you. Put a flag on it, whatever it has to say. Your mind, your thinking belong to you, and Jesus will help you overcome. And the first scripture is 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. Come on, that's what we're doing. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Every thought captive, this is what we're doing. Every time I hear a lie in my mind come in, I'm preaching the word of them. I'm saying it out loud. So you better get those scriptures. Put them in your, write them on your arm. Put them on your hand. Put them somewhere where you have easy access. If you've got a long sleeve shirt on it, put it, uncuff it, read it. Read it. Learn it. Meditate on it. Yes, Sean, you're next. First John 4, verse 4. I mean, are you excited about that? Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. He called you little children. He identifies with you right there as his family, his children, his child. You are a child of God. I'm loving that. So this is what, when, when Jesus was in the wilderness 
and Satan came to tempt him and test him, what did he say? Every time his answer, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. Oh, well, what about this, says the enemy. Oh, well, let me tell you about that. It is written. It's my Father's will. It's written. It is written. It is written. It is written that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Ooh, you're trying to tempt me to be afraid? Start to worry and spin the anxiety wheel like a hamster in a cage? That's about what you do. That's what you look like when you are worrying. You're just running a treadmill that goes in a circle, and it goes nowhere. Nowhere. No matter how fast you run, you can't run away. Oh, devil, I'm not stepping on that. That isn't the Ferris wheel of life. I'm not stepping on that treadmill. No, I'm not getting my exercise on that. No, because it is written that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And that's Jesus. Okay, my next scripture is, Norm, can you read that scripture now? Can you read that scripture for me? Okay, it is 2 Timothy 1.7. Go right ahead. Amen. Amen. Did you like the power in that? Did you like him staring the enemy down? Did you like did you like how he was putting the devil in his place? Just wait a minute here. Let, let me just clue you in here. Let me clue you in here, devil. Spiritual forces of darkness. Come on, it's written. It's written, isn't it? Is it written? Where's it written? We just heard. Where was that written? You need to hear that again. That's Second Timothy one seven. Second Timothy one seven. I love it because he's got it memorized there. Come on. I refuse to give in to my prayers, says the Amplified Version. It is written that I refuse to give in to my prayers. I can say it like a lady that has a giant flaming fire thrower from heaven. Come on. I refuse to give in to my fears. For it is written, for God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm not crazy. And you're not going to make me crazy. I'm taking you out right now. (laughs) Off to the footstool. I bind you up in Jesus' name. I cast you out. And that's all that my thoughts are setting on. The things of above and the things that God has told me. Now, by doing that, you have pulled out the lie. You've pulled out the negative thoughts. You've pulled them out. I told you last week that when you pull out a weed, what's left behind? A hole. You've got to fill the hole. You've got to fill the void space with what? The Word of God. Scriptures that you're memorizing. Scriptures that he's writing on your heart. You've got to lay hold of this every day. 
you're going to have to take active, intentional pursuit to do this, or you will remain where you are. This is about you having the power. And the power that you have is the power of the blood of Jesus. Come on. There's nothing stronger than the power of the blood of Jesus. Amen? You've got the power of the will of the Father. You've got the power of the written word of God. And you've got the power of choice to do it in your life. We've come to the end of today's message joyfully, intentionally, with intentional pursuit. And now, let's pray. Amen? Now, we've had some good prayer here today. So let's just stand up and pray. Let's just activate ourselves. Activate. Just be like a sponge in the Spirit. Be like a sponge in the Spirit. And just receive what God has for us today. This is so good. This is so good and it's so rich. And it's just plain old foundational. But man, how do we forget about this stuff and let the enemy come in? We're not doing it anymore. Come on. It doesn't matter how we got here. All we need to know is how we're moving forward. And now we know. We're putting on the armor every day. We know it's not against flesh and blood. We take out the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and we defeat the enemy at every turn. Nobody's going to get the territory of my mind anymore. You aren't. No man or woman, no issue is not going to be in my thinking. God has the solution. Amen? He has a solution to everything. I'm just praying for the spirit of discernment to come upon us. As Deb prayed earlier for our ears, God is healing our ears so we can hear what the Spirit is speaking to us. This is critical for you. This is a diagnosis from heaven. And it's critical for you to put into practice these spiritual things for your welfare so that we may take over all spiritual darkness in the earth realm. So it will be on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? God, we we thank you that you're healing our ears. We thank you that you are sanctifying and cleansing our mouths, Father. We thank you that you are purifying our hearts and the battleground of the mind. And, Father, we know that you are sending angels and ministering spirits to help us in this endeavor as we continue to move forward every day with this in mind. We continue to see that. So we pray and we thank you this morning. We pray for one another. God, your word says to pray for one another. Be kind to one another. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to break bread with each other. You've encouraged us to break bread and encourage one another. And we set our hearts upon your will, Father, today. We are wholeheartedly for your will today. And we thank you for every operation of the Spirit that was done here today. We thank you for every manifestation in worship, Lord. We just thank you for the operations. Lord, we thank you that the Spirit is alive here, God, and that our hearts are set upon Jesus and our eyes are fixed upon him. Lord, we thank you for salvation and we thank you for deliverance and for setting the captives free today. And we count ourselves among them. Father God, thank you. We be glorified as we go forth this week. 
And may there be a a testimony in every person's mouth here this week. In Jesus' name, the name above all names, we pray. Amen. Amen.